0: Good morning, everyone. Happy Election Day to you. It is November Tuesday, November 3rd, a big day in America as we head to the polls. And well, most of us, I think, are already uh, already voted in early voting. At least some, almost 100 million people have. Uh, so today's a day to watch the results and hopefully we'll get some results this afternoon And uh, see how things go. So it's election day. Hope you're having a day of peace. Hope you're having a day of joy. Uh, Hope you're uh, enjoying your day. And uh, thank you for making this part of your day. Uh, Good morning, Margaret and Patty. Thank you for joining us. We hope uh, the two of you are doing well. Uh, So today, what we're going to do is we're going to pray, we're going to look at Amos 4, and then I am going to open it up. For questions. If there's any questions that uh, those who are with us live uh, want to ask, we can, uh, we can try and answer some questions. So uh, good morning, Jackie and Peggy. Thanks for joining us. So we'll start with a prayer. This prayer comes from the Book of Common Prayer, and um, uh, I thought it was appropriate for today. So we'll begin with prayer. Almighty God, to whom we must account for all our powers and privileges, guide the people of the United States in the election of officials and representatives, that by faithful administration and wise laws, the rights of all may be protected and our nation be enabled to fulfill your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So that's from the Book of Common Prayer. Uh, Hi, Dee, and thank you for sharing that, Jackie. I posted something on Facebook earlier today. It said, be the light in the darkness. Focus on what you can control. You can control who you vote for and how you treat others. You cannot control... Who others vote for, you can't control who wins the election, and you can't control how others treat you. But if we focus on what we can control, that's a good place to start. So today, let's talk about somebody we definitely wouldn't vote for. We definitely wouldn't vote for Amos. (laughs) Amos is not somebody who we would vote for because Amos, well, he's a a shepherd, comes right out of the pasture. Not to say a shepherd couldn't be president, but uh, he comes and he just comes and speaks the truth and tells everybody how bad they are and I mean he's just somebody who holds a mirror up and says you are the worst people ever and God's going to punish you and all that stuff and basically he tells them everything they don't want to hear that's what Amos does he just tells them what they don't want to hear and basically we wouldn't vote for somebody who does that but uh, it's an important book of the Old Testament important prophet and so we'll talk about Amos this morning good morning Julie hope you're doing great today so uh, we are in Amos chapter four and verses one and two now, verses 1 and 2. Good morning, Kathy. Uh, verses 1 and 2 are directed towards the women of Israel. Okay, so uh, here we go. Verse 1. Hear this word, you cows of Bashan who are on Mount Samaria, who oppress the poor, who crush the needy, who say to their husband, bring something to drink. The Lord God has sworn by his holiness, the time is surely coming upon when you, uh, when they shall take you away with hooks even the last of you with fish hooks. Nice, right? Wow. I mean, that's that's in there. That's in Amos chapter four. Uh, so back, he wasn't a trained prophet. He was a shepherd. And when he wanted to get the point across to the women of Israel, he called them cows, right? I mean, this is just, this is what you would say, you know, the type of language that we would say, an edu- uneducated person would use today right that they would they would refer to them in a way that just i mean there's, there's got to be a better way to say this, but anyway now he wasn 't calling them cows because they were overweight, though some may have been it was because they gained their wealth and influence by oppressing and crushing the less fortunate basically uh, they used their affluence their wealth uh, in in self pleasure, greed, you know, all about me, right? It was all about me. And so, uh, he calls them cows because all they focused on was themselves because they were greedy. They didn't take care of anyone else. They didn't care about anyone else. Uh, they were purely self-indulgent in their, in the way they lived. And so that's why he calls them, uh, cows. Um, and so they, all they did was pursue pleasure and comfort. They wanted, they wanted pleasure and comfort, and I think that's kind of something that we need to hear today. That we are people who like—I don't know about you—but I like pleasure and comfort. I like to eat good food. I like to be comfortable when I sit down at night. I, you know, I like pleasure and comfort are good things. So, so when is it appropriate to pursue pleasure and comfort in life? I mean, I think it's an important question that we ask. Uh, how how much time should we spend? being comfortable. How much time should we spend doing the things that give us pleasure versus how much time should we spend looking out for others and how much times, how much should we share with others? And, and so I think that's one of the things that we should all reflect on that, reflect on that for each and every one of us. Uh, And then it says, the Lord has swollen by his holiness that they will take you away with hooks, with fish hooks. I mean, uh, imagine being told that you're going to be dragged away, but you're going to be dragged away by your mouth with a hook in it just like a fish. They're going to stick a hook in your mouth like a fish and they're going to pull you away. I mean, that is... I I can think of so many other ways I'd rather go, right, than having a, a hook in your mouth and being dragged away like a fish is being dragged away out of the sea. I mean, how painful is that? I mean, you think about how painful it is for a fish to get caught, but when you start reeling it in, the fish isn't really going against gravity, right? Because water is, I mean, and so, you know, it, it, I mean, it must hurt to have a, but, but when you're pulled in, I imagine it doesn't hurt as much, right? Because there's not as much gravity holding you back. But when a human being is pulled by the mouth, I mean, you got gravity in the... Uh, ouch it's painful it's terrible i mean i can't even imagine putting a hook in my mouth or in someone else's mouth and pulling them or being pulled by that that's terrible but this is going to happen and he says the lord has sworn by his holiness basically saying you know when, when you're a kid when i was a kid we'd say things like if i really wanted you to believe something i'd say i swear to god right i swear to god well this is god basically saying i swear by myself I I am God and I swear to God. I swear by my holiness. I I swear by everything that I am, uh, that judgment is going to come. It's going to be a reality. And and God does not lie. And so you have to believe that this is coming, that you will be taken away, uh, having hooks in your mouth. I mean, it's just, ouch. I mean, this is God saying, I swear to God. How crazy is that? How crazy is that? Um, okay, so then uh, we'll go to the next verses. Verses four and five, still talking about the cows of Beshen. Come to Bethel and transgress, to Gilgal and multiply transgression. Bring your sacrifices every morning, your tithes every three days. Bring a thank offering of unleavened bread. I'm sorry, bring a thank offering of leavened bread and proclaim freewill offerings. Publish them for so you love to do, O people of Israel, says the Lord God. So there was a tithe that was to be brought every three years, every three years, according to Deuteronomy 14, 23, a tithe is, is 10%. So every three years you are called to bring 10% and off, make it as an offering to God. And so, uh, basically what Amos is saying is you could bring it every three days and it wouldn't matter. You could bring a tithe every three days and it wouldn't matter. It's all just an outward show right? It's not about your love of God. And he goes on to say that, uh, bring a thank offering of leavened bread and proclaim free will. I'll publish them for so you love to do, O people of Israel. The people of Israel had created and corrupted worship in such a way that it wasn't about them. It wasn't about their heart or their action. It was about, you know, it wasn't about them worshiping God. It wasn't about them giving to God. It was about it was about having fun. It was about doing something that they enjoyed and it wasn't about God at all. It was about the way they looked and it was about the way uh, that others saw them and, and it was about having fun for them. And so you have to ask, well, is it wrong to measure worship by how it pleases us? Is it wrong to talk about worship in such a way that, well, I go to this church because I love the worship, right? Because it makes me happy. Because, you know, oh, is worship about is worship about pleasing ourselves or is it about... Being there for God—is it about our love and admiration for God? Uh, I, you know, it's one of the things that I think again we need to struggle with because for many of us worship is about ourselves, right? I mean, let's be honest—it's you know we we like to sing the songs we like to sing and we like to do the things we like to do, uh, but sometimes you know we need to set aside what we like and what we want for the sake of doing things that make God happy, for the sake of doing things that please God for our love and admiration for God. And so I think that's what Amos is getting at here. All right, verses nine through 12, uh, further judgment on Israel. It says, I struck you with blight and mildew. I laid waste your gardens and your vineyards. The locusts devoured your fig trees and your olive trees, yet you did not return to me, says the Lord. I sent among you a pestilence after the manner of Egypt. I brought, I killed your young men with the sword. I carried away your horses, and I made the stench of your camp go up into your nostrils that you did not return to me, says the Lord. I overthrew some of you, as when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah, and and you were like a brand snatched from the fire, yet you did not return to me, says the Lord. Therefore, thus I will do to you, O Israel, because I will do this to you. Prepare to meet your God, O Israel. Nice. Sounds like more fun from Amos, right? I I brought blight and mid I laid waste your vineyards, all the things you were trying to grow. I sent pestilence. I killed your young men with the sword. I carried away your horses. And I made the place you live smell terrible. I overthrew some of you, and you, uh, it, like Sodom and Gomorrah, and you were like a brand snatched from the fire, yet you didn't return to me. And it says, prepare to meet your God, O Israel. So like any parent, right, the, it starts with something small. The, the, it builds. God's punishment builds. So I struck you with blight and mildew. You should have returned to me then. I laid waste your gardens and your vineyards. You should have returned to me then. The locust devoured your fig trees and your olive trees. You should have returned to me then, but you didn't. So you know what I did? I killed your young men with the sword and I carried away your horses. And still you didn't return to me. So I made your, your camp smell terrible. Terrible. Still, you didn't return to me. So I overthrew some of you. Now you still haven't returned to me. So guess what? Prepare to meet your God, O Israel. I mean, this is what we do with our kids, right? At it, first you say, you know, it's, it's time for a timeout, right? I'm going to start taking away toys, right? And so you, it just builds. It just builds. And and by the time you get to step three, you would hope that you'd have the kids' attention, right? But by the time you get to step three, you would hope that God has the people's attention, but God didn't. And so now it's prepare to meet your God, Oh, Israel. Ooh, prepare to meet your God. What does that mean? What does that mean? I mean, uh, to me, it means prepare to get in trouble. Prepare to be in trouble. I'm coming and I'm going to make things miserable, right? Prepare. I, when I, I mean, I remember sometimes when I was a kid, it would be, yeah, when I would do something bad, my mom would say, "I'm telling your father, just wait till I tell your father. And then Dad would come home, right? and you'd have to uh, you'd just sit there and wait and you'd you, oh you would just be so scared, right? You'd be so scared. And then when Dad got home, you just knew it was it was gonna be bad. Well, guess what? Prepare to meet your God. It's gonna be bad. It's going to be get bad because God is not happy. God is not happy with the way you've been acting. God is not happy uh, with the things you've been doing. And God is not happy with your responses and you're ignoring, ignoring uh, the, 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 the guidance and chastisement. Uh, and so it's going to be bad. Prepare to meet your God. Oh, Israel. So that's, that's all for Amos four. So um, we will stop there. We will uh, pick up again on Thursday with Amos chapter five. And, uh, We'll see what happens with the election. And on Thursday, it'll be, uh, you know, hopefully be a a calmer place to live <laughs> being in the, in America. But we'll see. So everyone have a wonderful day. Thank you for joining me. I will talk to you soon and we'll close with a quick word of prayer. Good and gracious God, we thank you so much for the lives that we have and for this nation that we get to live in, where we're free to do these things on Facebook and to be with one another uh, and and proclaim your word, and, and do all the things that you call us to do. We pray uh, for all those who are going out to vote today, that you would um, help them all to vote uh, vote according to their values, which would be hopefully a reflection of your values, and, and we just pray that everyone would know that they are loved, uh, and that we as a nation would come together and work for peace and unity. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, everybody. Have a great day. Take care. Bye.